Hey yo, welcome back to Let's Be Blunt, a podcast where we smoke and we talk and we really get down to the bottom of what people feel. My name's Cheyenne, I'm your host for this podcast. All my social medias are in my link tree. I do have an Instagram, a TikTok, a Twitter, and a Facebook for my podcast, so please go follow all those so you guys can keep up to date on what's going and what's popping within the podcast world. That being said, if you are new here, this is an 18 and up podcast. I often cuss, and I also have guests on here that really have no filters. We discuss a lot of grown folk shit, so please keep that in mind. Um, this is your one and only trigger warning. I do it at the beginning of every episode, so I ain't nothing new here. My name is Cheyenne. I'm the host of this podcast, and yeah, I hope y'all love it. If you're not new here, welcome back. Thank you for the continuous support. I do see y'all on social media. I am getting more on it. I see y'all's request for video podcasting, and I'll be fucking frank with you. I don't like video podcasting for two reasons. I feel like once you start having videos, it's a different it's a different ball game as far as what people listen to. I might digress this a little bit before we get into tonight's topic. Um, just so y'all know, I will probably be doing social media more as far as video podcasting in the future. I feel like it's real important to Listen to what people say, regardless of the way they look. But I also understand social media is a huge part of 2023 and the way the world is progressing. So, you know, I might smack y'all with some new content. Who knows? You might see my face every once in a while. But as of the moment, I'm pretty content with having people on my podcast feel comfortable, not necessarily having to show their face or dress up or be at 100 in their looks, you know? It's about what they're saying at the end of the day. So speak up, listen to what people are saying, and don't worry so much about what people look like. That being said, let's get into this podcast. So for anybody that knows me and knows how I was raised, I was raised in a lot of different kind of cultural beliefs, a different lot of households, a different lot of music, okay? My music tastes go for a wide range of different things. Um, that being said, I want to talk about the hip-hop industry and how that's evolved over the years, how it's changed over the years, how lyrics aren't the same, how culture isn't the same, but the hip-hop industry has been around for a minute. So I think it's something I want to digress into. Um, that being said, I'm not just going to go over hip-hop. I will make other episodes based on other genres. This is just what y'all been asking me about. That being said, this is my opinion. A lot of this stuff is factual information. Yes, it is a lot of dates. It is a lot of names. It is a lot of actual things. But when I start talking about the greats of the generation, when I start talking about people that founded founded genres and shit like that, it is also my opinion mixed into it as well, so please take that into consideration. Please don't listen to this podcast and go write your essay on it, because not everything I'm saying is... It's factual, but it's not always what's accurate to other people, if that makes sense. Everybody has their opinions, everybody has their thoughts. This is just my take on it. That being said, this first episode will be about the West Coast. 
so West Coast um, hip-hop in general, and I'm specifically talking more about the African community hip-hop scene, okay? I will be doing a 1.5 episode or a 1.5 episode, if you will, regarding the Latino influence, the American influence, and other cultures of the rap scene in the West Coast. Because, to be honest, I don't feel right trying to squeeze it all in one episode, okay? Um, African Americans and Latinos in the West Coast drastically influenced hip-hop in two different ways. So I feel like y'all deserve your own episode, alright? Part 2 of the series where we go over the East Coast um, and all that titles that, you know, people that really influence people of current generations, how the music and change have sounded and changed over the years. Um, part three, we'll be going over the no- North Coast or the Northern um, states that really considered to do hip-hop. When I talk about regional coast the way I am right now, like in part four, I'll be over going over the South Coast as opposed to the North Coast. I am not going over every state that does rap, okay? Because everybody feels like they're the best rapper from their state. I'm going over the main states that really hold down the rap titles, do you feel me? Main states that really have most of their rap artists come out of, okay? So let's keep that in mind when I go over these as well. So like I said, first episode, first episode a half is about the West Coast. Um, East Coast will be 2, 2.5. North Coast will probably be 3 and also get a second part as well. And then South Coast is part four and also get a also get a second episode as well. That being said, the West Coast is widely influenced by Latino and funk genres when you talk about hip hop. Now, hip hop and underground rap has been in the West Coast for. Well into the early 70s, okay? Probably even further into that. But as the more I did my research and the more people I've talked to from the West Coast, moguls in that area, people of importance in that area, it makes it very clear that rap wasn't really catching on into the late 70s, okay? Now, when you think about rap in the West Coast, it's very different than the East Coast. It's very different than the North and South. Um, rap in the West Coast consists more of with funk undertones, but has more gang, anti-police, political statements, shit of that nature. Now, when you think of the way the West Coast involved, evolved, sorry, how they evolved and turned rap into more of a cultural statement for them, was towards the late 70s where more you have spoken word and speeches during the segregation um, segregation times. So you got to really think about how the influencers of their time and the public speakers of their time, the beatniks, the people in the West Coast in California, L.A., Compton, who are really going through a lot of crazy... I mean, everywhere at the time was going through segregation, but... In L.A. specifically, how Latinos were 
coming across the border and stuff, flowing into poeticness is where West Coast rap really came from. Now, when you talk about really the founders of West Coast rap, I'm going more in the sense of late night, late, not late 90s, late 70s, early 80s kind of vibe. So I'm going from that point on. Anything further into the 70s, I, didn't, I don't really mention in this because not a lot of my audience, to be honest, and demographics are of that age. Most of y'all are in your 40s or 30s, you know, so I'm trying to keep in the same range that y'all would know what I'm talking about. Um, that being said, though, there is a lot of pioneers prior to this time that I'm not going to mention, so do your fucking research. Um, so you get more of the late 70s, early 80s, you got Alonzo Williams, you got Dr. Dre, these are one of the, these are two of the pioneers, Alonzo Williams in particular has been a California staple and mogul for years, um, he is not from the West Coast, he's, if I'm not mistaken, came down from New York, if I'm not mistaken, and brought rap with him, now he was a DJ for years, same with Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre honestly, had years of DJing and years of producing under his belt before he became in the NWA scene. You feel me? NWA was more into, I would say, late 80s, early 90s type vibe as opposed to this being late 70s, early 80s. You feel me? Um, when it comes to names in the later generation of rap that are often not associated with um rap happening nowadays i would say is you got cool herc you got grandmaster flash and melly mel um that you have to mention because those three are i wouldn't say tycoons when it comes but they're definitely grandfathers of rap when it comes to west coast rap um you got Boots Riley, obviously Tupac later on, The Game. You got Snoop coming in when you talk about a Dr. Dre kind of era. A couple others I'm going to mention. You got Too Short. You got NWA. You got West Coast Connect. Uh, you got to mention Mac Dre. Because Mac Dre is one of those ones, like I said, are in the beginning kind of pushing that scene along. Until you get to, like, I'm going to say Domino and Yo-Yo, because you have to mention some female rap artists back in the day. Yo-Yo definitely was, I would say, the Missy Elliott of the West Coast, if not prior, you know? She was right by fucking Snoop and shit, doing their thing. Um, you got MC Ennett, if you don't know him, he was actually in the rap game for a minute. MC Ennett, Haiki, was one of the first, if I'm not wrong, one of the first Grand Theft Auto rappers. So he was one of those people when San Andreas came out that he voiced um, Ryder, if you're a fan of that game. He voiced Ryder and was one of the first people to actually start getting um, hip-hop into the GTA movement. So it turned more into, instead of stealing cars, instead of just, you know, robbing people, it had more of a 
especially San Andreas, obviously, it had more of a West Coast feel to it because some of his music that was added into it. Um, you got Exhibit, obviously, that came through around the same time because Dr. Dre produced and wrote his stuff. You got Back Ted. Uh, you have to, which I'm going to go more into on the second episode because that goes into outside of um, African-American, but you have to mention Cypress Hill when you talk about the beginnings of rap. Um, and I would say beginnings of rap were more of gangster rap, okay? Not typically what you think of when you think of California rap now, okay? Gangster rap was about stealing shit. Uh, I almost said robbing people, but that's the same thing. Um, fucking bitches, getting money, taking drugs, selling drugs, fuck. It was about the utmost scene shit. You feel me? But it also made valid political and police statements that were much needed during the time. Think about NWA. Think about the things Easy E was saying. Okay. This little short dude walking around with a strap talking about, you know, fuck the police. During that time, yo, that was fucking wild. People were raving about that shit. Like, there's a reason Easy E was killed. And listen to what I say. Yes, he had what he had, but he was killed for a reason. If Easy E was still alive right now, and Ice Cube was still doing his rapping thing, you know, there wasn't such a tension in the rap game. As far as the older generation goes, um, I can't imagine how the rap game would look nowadays. I don't think it would be as soft as Dr. Dre allowed it to become. And I, why I say specifically him, because I think the West Coast, the golden age of rap for them was really 85 into 96, to be honest. Yes, there is good rap coming out of the West Coast. Don't get me wrong. We'll go over some newer people here in a minute. But there isn't the same hardness. I, I desperately missed gangster rap. Uh, we'll go over different people like Baby and everybody else here in other episodes. But I desperately miss gangster rap. I'm tired of this soft-ass, like... Yeah, you can dance to a club, but I can't get crunk to that shit. You feel me? West Coast's best age of music was 80s to 90s. That's it. Gangster rap really happened between 88 to 96. Like I said, I could be a little bit off on those years, but I'm pretty sure I'm close based on the people that came out during that time. Um, now, around 96 is where Dr. Dre started to introduce G-Funk. Now, G-Funk is bringing gangster rap more to its funk roots, so it has more laid-back beats like The Chronic did. has more laid-back beats like, um, well, I mean, Pharrell may drop it like it's hot, but I mean, it has a kind of like that boppy vibe, the shit that you could coast down the street to, but it still be talking about hard-ass shit. Dr. Dre really is the one that brought G-Funk back to gangster rap. Um, and it's also what's influenced from the 2000s on the rap that's now come out of the West Coast. Now, 
when I talk about the newer generation of rap, I really have to mention two people from the older generation. And I wouldn't say older generation because they're not that far old, you know. I was born in 98, so, like, it's not that far off from when I was born. We gotta mention Fat Lip, and you also gotta mention Mozzie. Because when you talk about West Coast rap, you have to mention them because they're really the first kind of rappers, at least of my knowledge. You got J-Rock. I mean, J-Rock's a little older, but, like, when... You talk about them. I'm even going to add a problem to this. Problem, Fat Lip, and Mozzie are really the people that progressed G-Funk kind of rap into paving the way for people like Kendrick Lamar. Paving the way for people like Vince Staples. Like, uh, paving the way for people like Nipsey. Nipsey Hussle is huge in the West Coast. And for what reason? Bro has that perfect G, rest in peace, but bro has that perfect G-Fuck vibe that everybody in the West Coast had missed from Dr. Dre's age. Kendra Kamara is one of the best rappers to come out of the West Coast. And why is that? It's because he really took old gangster rap and add the lyricism to it. You feel me? You can listen to any Kendrick Lamar song, and it really does slap any way you listen to the album. Because if you like music, you're one of those people that when albums drop, you listen to the whole album, forwards and backwards. Because it has to make sense lyrically. It has to tell a story. You know, it's not just getting on a, a beat and throwing some verses. When you continue to talk about the newer generation of rap regarding... Like, G-Funk and stuff like that. Because there is plenty of people that do trap rap. There's plenty of people that do gangster rap. There's plenty of people that do underground rap. Like, you gotta... There's a lot of categories of hip-hop, and especially in the West Coast, okay? Again, this is not including any of... This is just African-American hip-hop, Okay? Not including African, not including Latino, not including, you know, white people. Like, there's plenty of ways to digress this. Keeping on the same track with founders newly, if that makes sense. People that are currently carrying or helped pave the way for the newest generation of rappers to continue. You have to mention Juice World. You have to mention Scoob. Schoolboy Q, you have to mention Rebel, you have to mention Amina, like there's plenty of people, and you're thinking on a girl note, you got Doja, I mean Doja Cat been on some weird shit lately, but her raps are always articulated and fire, Sweetie, again West Coast, always gotta articulate and flow, it's always a bop. We start talking about more up north when we go into those episodes. It's always a, a hard-ass beat. Like, you with a club or some shit. Like, it's always a, a like a fist pump moment sometimes. Or, like, it's always a hit a moment. Not down here West Coast. You can literally bop and chill with your friends. 
and just funk it out the whole time. You feel me? That's the point of West Coast music. It doesn't matter if you're talking about Tyler, the creator, or you're talking about Snoop Dogg. It doesn't matter the generations we're talking here. It's always, you got to remember, it's a funky beat that we can all just get down to. Um, when I think about West Coast music, for me in general, I'm looking forward to hopefully getting it back to the way Nipsey was kind of making music. You know, I feel like we need more people like that who just make it raw ass, you know, not necessarily violent music, but speaking flex. You feel me? I like the way Kedrick music is influencing the next generation of people. I feel like when he gets old enough to start really producing more like that, it's going to change the game again because the people he's going to find is going to be crazy. You know, the people that he's cultivating into the next rap stars. Who knows? Y'all on the West Coast really do got shit going on. Um, That being said... I would love for y'all to DM me, everybody on the West Coast, please DM me your new shit. Um, I'm always down to listen to it. I'm always down to play new people on my podcast. You know me. Why not? I feel like the world is really only figured out by two things. And that's a little bit of weed and a little bit of communication. So that's the whole point of this podcast, y'all. I really do appreciate you guys. Again, all my social media is in my bios and in all my links. Um, I do fall back and I do respond. I love you guys and please stay safe to the next one.